On today's episode of the Bolts broadcast, we look back on the shootout loss against the Avs, preview our next two games, and take a look at the Bolts' newest Stanley Cup ring. Stay tuned. Season 3, Episode 7 of the Bolts Broadcast. Mike Mitchelson, Chase Croshaw with me. How you doing, bud? I'm doing great. We had Scorigami today. We did have Scorigami, the uh, Texans-Cardinals game, yeah? Yeah, uh, but I'm, I'm, I'm doing all right overall. Um, hanging in. Our Tampa Bay Lightning, you know, can't really say say the same. They're not, they're not doing all right overall. Mm-hmm. But it's early in the year. We'll talk about it a little more as the show goes on. But how are you doing? Uh, fantastic. Anyone who's been listening to our Monday shows, they know that I'm a Bengals guy. They happen to have a big win today. Plant themselves uh, solely in first place of the AFC North and then plant themselves first tied for first in the AFC overall. Couldn't be better right now, honestly. Yeah, I'm the one that keeps picking the Bengals on our other show, too. I'm the the only believer in the Bengals, obviously. So, Yeah, and uh, Dan Campbell, I feel like, as you're a Lions fan... They now move to 0-7 against the Rams. Yeah, hey, really competitive game, unlike their last one against the Bengals. So maybe the Bengals are just the best team in the league. But I feel like Dan Campbell might just, like, completely crumble here soon. Like, he puts out so much emotion that... He's a, he's a therapist. It, it's going gonna, it's gonna to bite him in the ass at some he, point. He, he, needs, he needs someone to talk to, air it out, because he just lets it all out on the field. And, yeah, it's... He probably just goes. He probably can't like drive home. He has to get like someone to chauffeur him home because he just has no more energy to walk. Has to get carried in, dropped on his couch, wakes up the next morning. Yeah, for real. And shout out to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They had a humongous win against the Bears, and not that the Bears are like humongous competition or anything, but they just blew them out. Uh, Tom Brady looked excellent. Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, huge pieces to my fantasy possible results this uh this week so i'm happy about that can't forget to mention tom brady's 600th career pass he touched down plus two more afterwards um the guy's okay at football he set a couple records mm-hmm. and you know what else is even to say about him at this point did you see that mike evans gave the yeah mm-hmm. gave, gave the ball away to that to that fan right in the front row yeah so they had to give him a different game ball and a signed jersey just to get the ball back yeah which, which that's cool yeah, I, I, the guy didn't even fight trying to give it back. The guy just gave it back right away, and then they gave him those things anyway. So, like, that's mm-hmm. cool. I I was listening to, I think it was a commentary team or something. I don't know. Someone was saying, uh, that's an absolute ripoff that you got to give him that much. I'm like, why? That's, why? It's not, it's, yeah, it's not. It's not a big deal. They're choosing to do it to him. He didn't say, give me this, or I pop the ball and throw it in the garbage. They, right. They're like, the, the, apparently the guy went up to him and said, Mr. Brady would really like that ball. Could you give it to him? And the guy's like, oh, yeah, for sure. And then he hands it to him. No problem. Like, yeah, of course, they're, they're going to reward him with something. Why wouldn't they? Yeah, exactly. And then after the game was over, Tom Brady, he stumbles across a young fan with a sign that said, Tom Brady helped me uh, through brain cancer. And Tom Brady went up to him and gave the kid his hat, which was a really cool moment. The kid uh, started, you know, bawling of just joy, which is such a great moment to see. You see it in hockey a lot of the times when uh, players will throw pucks over the over the glass or, or their stick even with Jack Hughes doing his recent celebration. But you love to see moments like that in sports. Yeah, you do. I mean, it's obviously these guys' professions. You know, they're they're they happen to be you know 
privileged enough to have the ability and the work ethic to be able to play the sport at the high level. And they, you know, a lot of guys feel obligated to give back and just do little things like that. So, uh, you know, we, we love to see it. It just it paints these guys in a better picture. Um, you know, they're looking at as role models, and it's great when they act like it. Absolutely. Well, anyways, this is a hockey show. If you're interested in hearing more football talk, you can check out our other show at WNP Sports Pod on Twitter. Uh, that link will be down in the description. You can check it out there. And uh, on the Twitter, it will let you know where to find our show and everything like that. But this is the Bolts broadcast. A lot about hockey, especially the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, first big news is Alex Barry Boulay. He's coming back after we lost him on waivers. We kept an eye on a situation. We said, hey, this could be a possible scenario. Turns out to happen. Yeah, sounds 11 days in Seattle. Long enough to go on their first road trip with them, but not long enough to play in their first, you know, home game in the regular season. So he, he makes his way back to Tampa, and we're happy for that. There, you know, there should be opportunities for him down the stretch, especially with Kutrov out to get in the lineup, possibly see some, you know, opportunity. But now that we reclaimed the back, he can go up and down without any concern for, I think it's 30 days. Um, yeah, but it's something that, you know, we, we thought was possible. And if he was going to go on waivers, it was obviously they were going to claim him back. Uh, they had for his priority when they did that because they're a team that lost him. So, uh, it, it, it all worked out well enough. He was able to get some NHL games somewhere else. Now he's back with us, and we're happy. I kind of feel bad, though, because he's going to be shipped out here soon. We got him back just because he was going to be the big piece in the Jack Eichel trade. Oh, yeah, of, of course, obviously. <laughs> like, like, that's clear. Uh, but, hey, it's good to have him back, especially like Chase said with Kucherov out. We're going to need him to step up, and, and hopefully he does make the NHL roster, and um, we're not. Sending them back down and everything, and yeah, he's still the team as of now. Um, so we'll, we'll see what goes on. I'm sure he's going to get in the game here at some point coming up, but you know we'll, we'll see a little more. All right, Chase. Next up, the Tampa Bay Lightning. They got their new reins for this most recent Stanley Cup. Uh, we had a picture of them side by side. Both reins look great. Yeah, they, they they do. But we were talking about it a little bit yesterday. Um, you know. We're both kind of more fans of, of of ring number two. Yep. So ring number one is is awesome. You know, you get the Stanley Cup kind of thing in the background there. Uh, but the ring number two just like when a ring has like a white like base for like the you know like for the front face there, just like the white diamonds, it just looks so much cleaner for a championship ring. So I know we're, we're both big fans of that. Um, and I mean they're obviously two incredible rings. The, the whole case that this new one came into, I don't know if you saw that or not. Um, so it, the box like, could open up. And there was like a screen of highlights going on from their cup run and stuff mm-hmm. in the box, just and then like the ring popped up in this crazy display. The thing was just incredible, super cool. I can't even imagine what it costs. Oh, probably a bit, but yeah, maybe we'll know when they send us ours or yeah, yeah, maybe. maybe like, you I, think it's gonna be coming? It, it's it's got to be in the mail. It has to be. Okay, um, I I agree. I like the new one better. The one thing that I do like about. Ring number one is the blue, the Tampa blue in the background of the Stanley Cup. Yeah. Really like that. But when you look at the sides of the ring, when you've got your, you know, white base ring and what was the other one, like a gold base? Yeah. Like it looks a little bit dirtier, like a little more dingy. So the new one just popped and I'd love to see it. Yeah, I I, I would agree overall. It's it's. It's a fine piece of jewelry that, um, you know, obviously our first one got lost in the mail. So yeah. when the second one shows up, we'll be happy to post ourselves wearing the pictures of them, our, our, our pictures of us wearing them. I don't know if that there was, you go. I don't know if that We're wearing first, a picture of them. <laughs> yeah. I think, yeah. That's what's going on. Just on, on my shirt. Yeah. And I'm wearing just a picture of the ring. Yeah. Um, 
All right. Well, hey, we want to get a third ring in a row, but to do that, we have to start playing a little better hockey. We had one game that we have not talked about yet, and that was with the Avalanche, who they themselves were struggling. However, they were able to take this one in a shootout, a pretty long shootout, too, with a lot of goals. Yeah, six rounds would have went. Um, so, you know, it goes past the, the first three and went to sudden death. Kale McCarr got, got the winner in the shootout. Uh, you know, the, the other guys scoring included Victor Hedman, Miko Rantanen, uh, Steven Samkos, and Gabriel Landeskog. So, disappointing game. Obviously, you know, we, we, we want we want to win those types of games. It, it was, a you know, a, a pretty hard-fought effort, well-rounded, well-balanced game. Uh, you know, another game where we had proper opportunities, though, didn't capitalize, you know, only three chances, no goals. It's too talented of a roster. We saw game one against Detroit that this power play should be lethal every time it steps on the ice. And you, you got to, you know, find ways to take advantage and get those opportunities. Even if it's only a couple, you got to find ways to put it in the net. Yeah, and got to be more disciplined, too, giving up six power plays to the Avalanche. Luckily, they were only able to capitalize on one of them. But with a team that has that much firepower, you can't be taking that many penalties and giving them that many chances. Uh, Andre Vasilevsky, I thought he played solid. Um, it wasn't, you know, the Andre Vasilevsky we all know and love, but at the same time, it was better than some of the performances we've seen him put on this past uh, or during this season. Yep, he, he he does have to be better. I mean, he started all five games, has uh, you know a worse than three goals against, a below nine hundred save. He just you just really got to be better going down the stretch. But on the bright side, you know, someone that has been playing really well. Our captain, Steven Samkos, gets first start of the game yet again. This one, a goal and assist. He's really showing that, you know, he, he wants to be here long-term. You know, our our slight criticisms we had for him in the offseason, just based on his, his his cap hit and what might be declining, you know, going down the road and stuff. Uh, he's really fighting against it. He's had a hell of a start to the year. Uh, you know, you can't knock the way, the way the guy is playing, you know, through five games, four goals, five assists, nine points. Hopefully he can keep up. Obviously not at that pace. It's not realistic. But if he can keep up, you know, at a point-per-game pace, that would be fantastic. We've got two games to preview today. Uh, Monday night, we've got the Buffalo Sabres in Buffalo. Uh, the Jack Eichel-less Sabres, but they've been pretty good. They started 3-0. They've dropped their last two, one being in overtime. Coming down to earth a little bit, but overall, they're still playing pretty well. Yeah, I mean, it's big part and thanks to the goaltending. It's been unreal in Buffalo. Which is um, weird. Yeah, it is you weird because you don't yeah, think a Craig Anderson has forty-year-old Craig Anderson <laughs> and American League backup Dustin Tokarski are, yeah. are holding down really well. So you know, more power to them. They're they're doing great. Um, and they you know, offensively in those games that they did win, they were outplaying their teams. But even the losses, the goaltending played well. So I, I got to imagine in this one, Brian Elliott gets start for Tampa. I can't imagine Vasilevsky goes. He got back-to-back games, three and four days. Vasilevsky probably plays games two and three in this one as their Pittsburgh. And Arizona could be viewed as, you know, maybe Pittsburgh's a little more important one, and then Vasquez is just going to play the extra one. So I got to imagine Elliott starts here. Um, I still think that Tampa should win this one easily, like regardless who plays. If it's a loss and it's not a very good-looking loss, there you know, I don't want to say there's concerns, but at that point, you know, we got to start raising some questions. Yeah, and the top scorers right now for the Sabres, Akposo, Colin Miller, and uh, Zemgis Gergensens. So, yeah. Just looking at the lineup that Buffalo is putting out there every single night, like it does not compare to our lineup. Even if Brian Elliott's in net, this is a game that should be won. We'll see if it is. Uh, I don't think that 
unless it's just like a brutal loss. But if, if it's just like a, you know, standard normal loss, it's not something to look too deep into just because without Kucherov and the team has just started off slow for some reason, I think we'll be okay. But really just hoping not for like a seven to three loss or something. Yeah. I mean, right now Tampa sits at 28th in the league with four goals against per game on average, and, you know, it's including empty netters and stuff too. So defensively, the goaltending, both things really, really got to step it up um, because Buffalo does have enough offensive power where they can score. And if the goalies keep playing hot, then, you know, it, it would end up being a closer game. It's not going to be a shootout. There's no chance Buffalo scores seven goals and wins seven to three. There, there, right. There's just no chance that happens. Uh, let's move on to the next game. This is Tuesday night. We've got the Pittsburgh Penguins. The Pittsburgh Penguins were the first game of the season and the first loss of the season. They are again without Sidney Crosby and Evgeny Malkin, but this team has found a way to continue to play really well. One thing that I noticed, Marcus Pedersen, their defenseman, he's got a plus 10 on the season already. Yeah, dude. Like, as a whole, they're playing really well. They're getting great goaltending, great defense. Tristan Jarvis has been playing really well for the first time in his NHL career. Right. Um, and, and, yeah, Pedersen, he's got four points as well on, t- on top of that plus 10. He, he's been hanging in pretty well, been a pretty solid pickup for them. After last year, he was looking like, you know, maybe a little underwhelming guy to add. But, no, he's playing well to start of the year. Kind of what you need to do when you don't have your, your top guys in the lineup. But th- this team's just, they're, they're kind of getting it done collectively. Pretty much everybody on the team has found the score sheet in some way, shape, or form. Um, if not, then guys are, you know, winning and helping out in other ways. But they, they've been playing some good team hockey, and it's going to be a, a fairly tough opponent on Tuesday, that is. Have you seen Tristan Jari's pads? I have not. They're pretty cool. They're like uh, the all blacked out with some accent and everything. So I did notice them. I think it was two days ago on Twitter. And so that is one thing I am actually excited to see because you always love to see a good pair of goalie pads when you're versing a team. I'd rather see Casey DeSmith in that and have him continue his yeah almost five goals against an 800 save percentage. That, that'd be better in my opinion. Yeah, but do you think Mike Sullivan's going to do that? No. He's a pretty good coach. Well, isn't he the most winning American coach of all time? Is that what it is? Oh, uh, that doesn't feel right. I don't know. Maybe let's, 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 let's find this out. Let's, let's find this out right here, right now. Uh, winningest coaches in hockey born in USA. Let's see what we can get. Where is our producer that can just look this up for us full right? time. I think um, he's overtaken. Uh, who was it? Dan Balsma. And Penguins wins. So, do, 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 do. Um, Mike Sullivan's still pretty far down this. Mike Sullivan is even above John Cooper. Oh, okay. Um, he's, I, th- I want to say that Peter Lavula is the highest active American. I think he's American. Um, maybe the highest American in general for wins. Hmm. It's 676. Mike Sullivan comes in at 324. John Cooper comes in at 385. Okay. There we go. So still got some work to do. It's going to be two good uh, head coaches going up against each other. So it's yes. going to be fun. Ours better. All right. Let's uh, go to a quick commercial break. On the other side of the commercial break, we want to look at the stats and standings of the league so far. We're going to be talking about Seattle. Um, talk about a fine over in Anaheim. And, yeah, we'll do all that. But first, we're going to go to a quick word from our friends at DraftKings. NFL fans, hungry for a big win this week? DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, has you covered. 
New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game, and if they do, you win $200 in free bets. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. It's that simple. If Sportsbook isn't yet available in your state, DraftKings won't leave you empty-handed. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with the DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN. Bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game and win $200 in free bets. If they win, you win with promo code THPN. This week at the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 years or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. And we're back. Shout out to our friends over at DraftKings. If you're doing any betting this time of the year, make sure to go over to DraftKings for that. All right, Chase. Stats and standings. What do we want to start with first? Uh, let's start with... The standings. Okay, let's do it. When we look at the East, specifically the Metro, you've got the Rangers sitting atop with Carolina coming in close second. Uh, Carolina hasn't dropped a game yet. However, the Rangers have the uh, games played advantage. So they've dropped two, one being an overtime. But because they've played more games, they have more points. Yeah, and... You know, so shocker, didn't I have the Rangers my number one team or something like that? No, you had them as your number two team. Who was number one? The Isles. Isles. And then... Uh, well, the Isles are, are, just are throwing the start of the year on purpose. And then I do remember you texted me, or maybe it was after the show. Yeah. You were like, eh, never mind, put the Rangers at six. I forgot they traded Buchnevich. Yeah. yeah, I completely forgot about the trade because of how stupid it was. I blocked that out of my memory. Yeah. But... um. Yeah, no, no, I haven't really watched them, so I, I just can only imagine they're playing semi well to start the year. Uh, they, they've got enough roster, like or talented roster pieces in place. It's just got to all kind of come together. So you know, it's not too surprising. I think it's start hot. Let's see what they can continue though. All right, we look over to the Atlantic. Little brother Florida sitting at the top, five games played, five wins. Yeah, they've been playing well. Uh, you know, can't, can't knock them. Twenty-two goals for, nine goals against. Playing great all around. The, the bubble's going to burst at some point. They're going to start losing a couple and have some bad streaks. It's just the way hockey goes. Things are kind of going to regress to the mean. Tampa's not a sixth-place team. Like let, let's be real. Right now they're sixth in, in the division, and that is not going to stay that way. They're they're going to find their way back up in, in in that top three range. And Buffalo is sure as hell not staying in the top two. When you're looking at the East outside of Buffalo. Uh, is there any other surprises that you see? Obviously, the Islanders starting off a little bit slow, but maybe the Devils only dropping one game so far. Any surprise? Yeah, Devils have played solid. We're going to mention um, Nico Dawes later on in, in, in the show. I'll just talk briefly about him, kind of crazy stuff. But he got his first NHL win for the Devils the other day. Played pretty well. Um, they're you know they're they're playing well, good for them. I you know I, I would I would think that. The Penguins would have struggled a little more without Crosby and Malkin, but, you know, no regulation losses. It's a pretty good sign to start the year. All right, moving on over to the West. We'll start with the Centro. You've got two teams currently sitting at 4-0, and St. Louis and Minnesota. They're battling for it. However, St. Louis, they've performed a little bit better than Minnesota, having a plus-11 goal differential compared to Minnesota's only plus-4. Yeah, both have 11 goals against, 22 goals for St. Louis, 15 for Minnesota. 
But all I know is it's Minnesota's year. They're, they're going 82 and 0, winning the cup. Oh, yeah. Now, um, I, I I have them making the playoffs. I hope they do. I think there's a there's enough pieces in play. And Evanston seems like a pretty solid coach, so it could happen. You know, they started off well to the year. They're playing close games, of course. But you know, we we will we'll, we'll we'll see what happens as they get into the thick of it a little more. And then moving to the Pacific, surprise, surprise, but the Edmonton Oilers sitting at the top, five and zero. Uh, an actual surprise is that San Jose, they're right behind at four and one. Yeah, it's, it's this division is just not good right now. Like, let's, let's be real. San Jose starting off hot. That's that's gonna burst. That, that's not staying that way. Vegas is last place in the division. They have four games played, one win, three losses, only two points. Even Seattle's above them with only one win. Um, it, it's just it's not been a, a very good start for. That division's been very funky where, you know, I think two of the playoff teams are the bottom two teams right now. Edmonton, not too surprising that they can, you know, win five games when you've got the best player in the world producing at like a three-point-per-game pace. Yeah, Leon Dreisaitl's really good. Yeah, totally. Um, but, yeah, you know, it's like it's a, it's a little weird in that division, but, like, it's not, like, incredibly surprising that lawyers are playing well. It's not too surprising that the Canucks are where they are, just kind of very average, and then the rest of the division is disappointing. Yeah, Vegas currently tied for 30th when it comes to goals for. So that's one category they're definitely going to have to work on. And Vegas, one of those teams that has been rumored to be in talks for Jack Eichel. Yeah, uh, you know, obviously we're going to see what happens on that front. If anything ever happens, they're, they're going to improve. They're going to be a, a better team than this. Like, they're not, they're not going to stay that way. Um, like, they, they're just too talented, too. But a team that is going to stay down the slow, the Arizona Coyotes are just so bad at hockey, dude. They're so bad. Like mm-hmm. them, the Montreal Canadiens have been horrible this year too. Chicago Blackhawks have been struggling, but the Arizona Coyotes are very clearly showing their cards that they are the worst team in the league. And they have the worst goals for, and if I'm not mistaken, the worst goals against as well. They do. So I have not watched any of their games. Oh, don't. I've, I lied. Do. I've seen some highlights. It's bad. It was like Buffalo last year when they'd have like four guys chasing in the corner. Yeah. And they just leave three people wide open in front of the net. It's the same type of thing happening. I I feel bad for uh, Sporty over there with Corey and Richie. I don't know how they're feeling, but it's probably not going well. Yeah, no, I, I can't think it would go well. I can't imagine what it's like having to do a podcast with such a terrible hockey team. I think they're wine people. so it might, They are big time wine might people. Be a, might be a lot of wine nights. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and then I guess the last surprise for me is you, you mentioned them quickly. Chicago, I thought they'd be more competitive. They made some moves in the offseason that showed me that they wanted to be competitive. They wanted to be in that playoff race. Right now, they're not close. No, they're they're struggling a little bit, but the only one where I think they're going to get a little bit better down the road. Um, you know, Kane is out against the Wings today because he's on the COVID like, you know, exemption list, whatever it is. So they've just had some kind of you know bad string of luck. Um, I'm sure it'll round out on the road. Moving on over to statistics. Surprise, surprise. Connor McDavid, Leon Drysaddle, both at the top of the league. McDavid, 13 points. Drysaddle, 11 points. Both of those being through five games. Yeah, that you know that is just what I would call decent. Um, if that's what you want to use, Connor McDavid has six goals um, to add to those 13 points. So six goals, seven assists. I mean. If there were a year for Connor McDavid to, to win the Rocket Richard and win the Art Ross and also lead in scoring by sixty points, like it would be this year. It, he he looks like the he has the like the ability to do it. Look, it all looks like it could happen. 
He he really is showing he's on a different level than everybody else. He's gonna finish healthy above 100 points like that. That's a lock. Like it, it's just what's gonna happen. It's what he does. But could he finish 140, 150? I don't want to say it's impossible. It's crazy to think about. Yeah, it, it's really not impossible. That's a lot of points. Like he could be legitimately close to two points per game at the end of the year. Like last year, obviously playing in the North Division, I thought. You know, it's because they're playing Canadian teams. I Obviously, I knew that him and Drysaddle were phenomenal. I knew that Austin Matthews was a great goal scorer. But the division overall in that Canadian North division wasn't great. So I figured they had a little bit of a boost to their statistics because of that. Well, now they're coming out firing just as well, if not even better. But again, only through five games, there's going to be games where they don't score. But I don't see a way where they're not scoring at least like 120 points both dry saddle and mcdavid yeah healthy it's for sure gonna happen and it's just funny when you go to the, the nhl's uh stat page sort by points mcdavid's number one sort by goals mcdavid's number one sort by assists mcdavid's number one so he's tied for first in all those categories well not tied for first well for yeah points, he's solely in first for points with the other two yeah uh one of the guys who is tied for first in goals was a guy that you said could be a sleeper rocket richard candidate that being kyle connor yeah, dude, he's legit. I'm, I'm telling you, I, <laughs> I, I've seldomly seen anybody with a better shot than this than this kid. Like, he safely would have a top ten shot in the NHL. Might be better than that. He just knows how to shoot the puck. Knows how to find the back of the net. Dude's a freaking hockey player. And then Alex Ovechkin, he's sitting with five goals. Uh, that would be what tied for fifth. Yes, because there's four people in first. Um, so. He's playing well, five goals through five games. I'd love for him to keep that pace because that would just get him the record even sooner. I don't awesome. think that's going to happen, but uh, it's great to see him playing well. Points per game, he's sitting at two. You love to see it. I got to ask, with McDavid and Drysaddle being at the top, who are your top three players? Is Drysaddle number two, or do you have like a McKinnon or something or an awesome Matthews? Just like in the league, top, yes. top three players in the world in general? Yeah. It's it goes McDavid, McKinnon, and then probably Austin Matthews. Even okay. like Drysaddle's got to be my number four uh, on that list. Mm-hmm. Like it's hard not to put him in the top three, but I mean, if I'm thinking of guys, I just want to build around McDavid's my first choice, McKinnon's my second choice, and Matthews is my third choice. And I I feel and we've I think everyone's talked about it the whole world, uh, NHL Network, ESPN, everything like that. But Connor McDavid, Leon Drysaddle is like the Crosby Malkin situation. And again, it feels like McDavid, he gets all the praise, gets all the love, where I feel like some people do undervalue Leon Dreisaitl a little bit right now. Maybe they're not seeing him as a top five player in the world like he definitely is. Uh, he he for sure is undervalued. It's, it's the same exact thing as Malkin. Um, he gets love for being a good player, but people are like, oh, he, he gets inflated from McDavid, which he probably does in all fairness, but it doesn't mean that he's not a ridiculous player who is clearly better than pretty much anybody he's ever on the on the ice with like it, it, it's just flat out true like he's clearly a top 10 player almost guaranteed top five player and i love to see that it's from a kid out of germany it's just awesome. gonna spark more you know fandom across the nations and everything like that it'll be fun 100 be good for the game all right let's now move over to the seattle kraken they've got some big news as they retire number 32 Making 99 and 32 the only numbers retired for uh, Seattle. I'm going to be honest, I don't like the move. 
Minnesota did this uh, when they retired number one in their first game because, like, you guys are the number one fans in the league. This is great. Yeah, um, yeah no, it's Terrible. stupid. It, it's just, like, not that 32 is an unreal number. It's just still just a waste. Like, it's a number that could be worn by some backup goalie, but instead now it's going to be worn by nobody. Who knows? Like, 10 years down the line, they just take a goalie first overall because he's that type of talent, and he only wears 32. And he holds out because he came with 32. Yes. That'd be funny. <laughs> I would love it. But, like, come on. That's just stupid. Why are you retiring a number like that? Um, Next up, Anaheim. Ryan gets left. He gets fined a 1,000 buckos. Uh, he had a pretty dangerous trip. Yeah, I'm going to be honest. I forgot to watch the video. I didn't see it happen. I just read about it. I was like, oh, that's weird. Let's talk about it real quick. And then I wasn't going to watch the video, and it never happened, but... I would have to guess it was probably some sort of slew foot um, table topping type thing. Um, you know, he's not like a dangerous player in his career. He he plays with a bit of an edge, so it's not too surprising that he could do something like this. But he's not like some dirty, you know, player that deserves like, oh, bring the hammer down on him for doing some garbage. Uh, you know, it, it, it happened. I'll go back and watch a video whenever I remember, and, you know, we move on from there. Absolutely. Uh, and it looks like it was on Joel Eric's neck. Yeah, yeah, the, I, that's right. That's right. It was on, on Eric's neck. Um, do we know if he's got gotten injured or I have not seen anything about that. Okay. Well, hopefully not. Uh, let's now move on to Nico Dawes and his story with the New Jersey Devils. Yeah. So if anyone doesn't know Nico Dawes, uh, you might remember him from team Canada two world juniors ago. He was a goalie that helped them win gold played really well. Um, you know, I think we talked about in the very first season of the Bulls broadcast. He, in the summer, Called Team Germany and said, hey, do you guys need a goalie? Because um, he was born in Germany. That's where his dad played pro hockey when he was born. So he says, hey, do, do you guys need a goalie? I'm looking to do it. And they told him, nope, we're good. And I do remember this. Him. Yeah. And then goes and starts for Team Canada, wins them gold. Ends up being a draft pick. He was a re-entry pick. Uh, you know, those are great stories. He gets called up because they need him to play because they, they don't have a goalie. And he gets his first NHL win. Plays incredibly well. I believe he had a sub one goals against and a high 900 save percentage, only, only letting a goal, obviously. Played really good, dude. Kind, kind of a, just kind of a cool story, you know, to think that you were, weren't drafted your first time around. You get denied by Team Germany, and then all of a sudden you were just backstopping Team Canada. You're in the NHL a couple years later as a 21-year-old. Uh, you know, guys living the dream. Kind of reminds me of the Dearness Johnson situation with yeah. the AAF sending messages out and seeing if he could play there. Got no answers. And a lot of people were like, he should message him now and say, never mind, I'm good. <laughs> Same with Nico Dawes. He should call the coach that caught him and be like, or, or said no interest or whatever, and be like, hey, how you doing? <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be hilarious. That'd be awesome. I mean, he probably could have done that after he won goal with Canada. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah. now it's even better because he's at the – the highest level of the game, playing well. So, a great story there. But that's going to do it for the show. We're going to head to hockey name of the day. Um, all right, we got Fergalicious here. <laughs> nope. No, we're gonna we're gonna call him Fergalicious. Uh, Yuli, Uli, you. I'm gonna go Yuli Ferg. Yuli. No, you're gonna be like it's actually Yuli Ferg. It's actually Uli. Yeah, Yuli. Uli mm-hmm, Ferg. Uli Ferg. Yeah, exactly what I said. So F- Uli Fergalicious is yep. an uh, Swiss-born defenseman. He was born in 1956 and played mostly in the second-level Swiss League, um, a little bit lower down too. Uh, so he, you know, he played from 1979 to 1989. They didn't track any of his numbers back then. 
So I got nothing about him. It's too bad that uh, Fergie wasn't around then and her her song Fergalicious. Because could you imagine that walkout song for him or or that goal song for him? In the 1980s, have a, have his go have yeah. a goal song. In I'm Fergalicious. <laughs> uh, yeah, that that would be ridiculous. Great name though. All right, that's gonna do it for the show. Why don't you uh, do your thing that yeah, you always I can, do? I can do that. As always, I want to thank you guys for listening. If you want to check us out on Patreon, support us there. We'd really appreciate it. Nothing required, just a way to get some more content from us. If you want to follow us on Twitter at Bolts Broadcast, that's at Bolts Broadcast. You can follow the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at Hockey Podnet. That's at Hockey Podnet. While you're at it, follow WMP on Twitter at WMP Sports Pod. That's WMP Sports Pod. Then we get all the content you need between the three podcast platforms there. Go to hockeypodcastnetwork.com. Find all the podcasts in the network. Boom. Click the logo. That's an easy peasy lemon squeezy. We've got some blogs if you want to read those as well. Wherever you're listening, if you rate us five stars, send us your questions, comments, concerns, we really appreciate it. Wherever you do, do not forget to use code THPN. May sign up for DraftKings. Thanks so much for listening. We'll talk to you next time.